Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. New Mutants, issue 100, double-sized final issue of New Mutants by Rob Liefeld and uh, Fabian Nicieze under the microscope today. Jimmy, how excited were you when this thing came out? This is literally the peak of my Rob Liefeld fandom. Like, the day this came out, I was the most excited probably I've ever been for a comic book in my life. I loved Liefeld. He was inking himself. He was plotting. Like there were all these new characters popping up. It was double sized. Like this was it for me, man. I was buying this shit off of like the, the equivalent of a newsstand in my town. So I was up to whatever came out that week is what I'd get. I didn't always know what was coming out or when an issue was coming out. And that's a good day at the, uh, not a comic shop, but at, at the new comics day for me, man, this was about as good as it got back then. My memory is that this came out like the same day as Uncanny X Men 275, a double sized Jim Lee issue. I'm not positive that's right. I, I, I think that doesn't actually line up correctly, although it might. But uh, in my mind, like that was this is one of the all time great days for me of picking up new comics. And it's because of this issue. On my bedroom wall as a kid, uh, grabbing issue 86, 87, the one with the cable on the cover with the gun in second grade, <laughs> like, I drew this logo like on my bedroom wall. I, I was evangelized, man, to, uh, you know, like they've chosen. This was my scripture. <laughs> yeah. As, yeah, as yeah. a little dude, the Rob Liefeld New Mutants, man, where I completely, I don't even know if this stuff was newsstand before Rob got, got on, on the, I don't ever remember seeing New Mutants comics until the fateful day going in, like, the drugstore i think i had a sore throat and had to get that pink bubble gum moxicillin or whatever and i just saw this little old terminator dude with the shiny eye and a gun yo dad i'm not feeling good man play pulling the yep, yep, yep. paris heartstrings a piece got that comic it was inked by hillary barda so it's no slouch but it wasn't raw but it was interesting enough that uh, i kept i kept on it so i'm in second grade cable comes out i'm in third grade deadpool comes out I'm all along the way, dude. And uh, this was like, is this even New Mutants? Like, like what is this? I bought 87 at a drugstore. That's, that's so weird. And that's the McFarlane inks on the cover. Oh, yeah. Uh, those were newsstand issues, but they were they were at the point where, like, the sales were so low, they were there was a cutoff in sales, and that's what determined direct market or newsstand. And uh, New Mutants was at the cutoff when Liefeld takes over and introduces Cable. And by the end here... I think he sells maybe half a million copies of this issue, which is just a little over... Issue 87 is the first cable, so slightly over a year, man. He took that book from nearly cut off for newsstand sales to one of Marvel's top-selling books in a year. That's incredible. Oh, yeah. Cartoonist Kayfabe, the YouTube channel, is subsidized by the comics that we make. Coming out in March and April 2022, Jim Rugg's Hulk Grand Design, where he takes 40 years of... Incredible Hulk comics distills it down into a high octane romp, man. 40 pages a piece. One month after the other, Hulk Monster comes first. Hulk Madness comes the following month. Jim, what do you have to say about this thing? I say this cartoonist kayfabe community out there. I want this to be the most requested comic that comic book shop owners have ever seen. This is your marching orders. Take your phones, show this to those comic shop owners, tell them you want this, tell them to pre-order and to order heavy. Take your previews catalog, whatever it is, take Hulk Grand Design, show it to your comic shop owners until they're sick to death of seeing this thing. I want it to be the most requested 
book comic shop owners have ever seen. That is your marching orders, Cartoonist Kayfabe Nation. Can I show them a couple of these variant covers, Jimmy? They come in a lot of good flavors too, man. There goes the Eddie P variant, man, by way of Uncle Todd McFarlane. But you know I had to capture, because this is going to be in the origin issue, had to capture that old John Romita, Herb Trippy design. Who do we got here? Marcos Martin. And Peach Momoko coming in in the clutch, man. The cottage industry unto herself, man. Presenting us with a She-Hulk Hulk cover. March 2022. Comic shops. Get on the ball with that stuff. And while you're at it, Red Room, the anti-social network, is in stores right now on Amazon. Uh, finer comic shops everywhere. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit. Collecting the entire 2021 season of Red Room Comics. 70 pages of extra material in the back and throughout this book. And starting in February 2022, uh, monthly, you're going to get Red Room trigger warnings. Four issues of this season's worth of comics. This is the cover that you're going to be seeing regularly. So when you take your little uh, phone and show it to your retailer, tell them to get you those Hulk comics. Put that Red Room uh, comic on your on your docket as well. There's the EDP retail incentive variant. Peach Momoko, once again, the cottage industry, man, comes through in the clutch. And the great Jim Rugg, by way of Robert Crumb, doing his Zap Comics Zero uh, homage. Once again, this channel, subsidized by the comics that we present, man. YouTube doesn't pay us a penny. So without further ado, we're done paying the bills. Let's get back to the video. It's after uh, Extinction Agenda, where he really comes back and is sowing the seeds. Like, there's... There's guest artists, and he's just doing, like, breakdowns for Guang Yap and stuff. I think he left the book, and his plan was to move on, and I think that Bob Harris was like, listen, what, what, you know, pitch pitch me this storyline. Right. But he was preparing, like, I mean, he was working working this stuff up, and uh, comes back doing his inks, Wheezy goes away, enter Fabian Nicieze, uh to, to put the words in, in, in the panels. And uh, this era of Liefeld art, like, it is the sweet stuff. It's this. It's the first couple of issues of uh, of X-Force. And that's the primo yeah. material. You see these, like, crazy... The camera's always moving. Hit the ground running, man. Diagonals of those figures running down the hallway. Like, this is an action book. And when you see this, it's like, that's so wrong. <laughs> I can do it. A like, lot of it is, yeah. Like, like, that, like, that was the spirit that I was reading this stuff in. Like, this 100%. does not look right at all, but I think I could do that. Maybe I will become a cartoonist when, when, I, when I grow up. Yeah, and I loved it. You know, like, I wasn't looking at it going, this looks wrong, but I was looking at it and thinking, I can do this, mm -hmm. you know? And, and it's such a hard thing to explain, but something about the marks, something about, I don't know, man, something spoke to me, though, that way, where it was like, this is what I'm copying in my notebooks at school. I mean, I... St I, st I pulled a lot of ticks from this dude man just like these black pools of eyes like he he's not at the stage yet where he's doing that hatched uh you know venetian blind eye <laughs> right, shadows yeah, yeah. um but we're we're, we're 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 getting there joe rosen on colors and i point that out because you're going to see this kind of interesting stuff there's a lot of open panels where it's like joe rosen just throws down like that green block on the background but even look at the title lettering where he's doing like interesting stuff color-wise, trying to put shadows under people in different places. It, it's an interesting-looking comic. Like, what, other comics didn't look like this. One of those crazy coincidences, man. Joe Rosen, the colorist, not to be confused with Joe Rosis, the colorist, who did the uh, Living Laser issue of uh, Iron Man that we looked at as perhaps one of the best Marvel color jobs. Cable and Warpath are just hanging out in uh, the X-Mansion, 
and Shatterstar just appears. Yeah, there's no... Uh, and the first thing you do is get in a fight. Yeah. There's no, like, who are you or how'd you get here? It is fight. <laughs> New character, let's get some action on the page. The way they try to sell the character is that Shatterstar is kind of like an angsty teen of Mojo World or something with some of the dialogue things. Loved Domino, like... For, for this early wave of new characters life out introduced i thought domino was really a cool one good blend of color uh, across all of the, all of the characters man like it's you, you you don't get any characters confused to be sure that's that screen door hatching that we've talked about before with early rob Liefeld that kind of goes away but yeah just like all this weird stuff this is neat too there's no um holding line for this panel so like all the lines just end you know approximately wherever the panel is on both sides you know the two the two panels one and three here uh kind of an interesting choice and this was an era where like i was really scrutinizing rob liefeld and i think he would do small layouts and then blow them up and i think he inked with microns a lot of times because sometimes you'll see like the dots where yeah. it'd be like the bleed of you know the micron hitting the paper um, but you see that effect of almost like it's blown up and he must have seen something in the blow ups and gone, you know what, that looks good. That's how I'm going to hatch this or that's the line I'm going to try to create, at, you know, at full size. It's pretty interesting. Like, again, it's marks that you weren't seeing in other comics. It's true. On, uh, on the, uh, the the Levi's commercial, the button your flag commercial, where he's sitting at the uh, at the desk there, Spike Lee's with him. Like where that is, uh, Dan Fraga took me to the exact office. He subleased just like a little corner in his uncle's law practice to set up his drawing table, get out of the house and go, go to the office, have a, have a little, you know, something to expense. And, uh, I imagine that a lawyer has a Xerox machine on the premises, man, that, that you can use. So got you, get your little reduction wheel out, draw your little thumbnails, blow it up 120% light box that shit off. And if you are faithful to the light box, you do get these like weird, like far apart hatch lines that that really aren't hatching. <laughs> Cable was such a badass man. Yeah, and these characters, the way the dialogue is, and poor Fabian Nicieza, by the way, Venetian blind uh, shadowing is coming in here on there the eyes. Is, yeah, but the dialogue is just interchangeable throughout this issue. Like you could draw your arrow to almost any of them. There's no real distinct personalities. Everybody's kind of a badass. <laughs> But of course, Cable at the top of that mountain, man, look at the, just all the line work on him is <laughs> gritty. Yeah, man. You get these like little long panels. And I think that these are deliberate uh, choices that, that Liefeld is making. But uh, when you see it with um, guys like Jim Lee, it really looks like they're just squeezing something in. Where's it at on the page, man? If you, it's at the bottom, you're squeezing it in. If yeah. it's at the top, it's a plan. <laughs> and just breaking up the background with just weird lines and stuff. These look like a Sharpie marker's just in there. Yeah. Just just making those giant lines. He was even like still having dudes like um, uh, Merritt Michaels and stuff, like like doing little ghost bits. This is a fun move where uh, you go from Shatterstar with the sword to Cable ends up with the sword and hand on the hand. Like he's he's making at least a visual move that he's going for that transition. Love the heavy dark lines around some of these panels. Stuff like this I would copy. Mm -hmm. Like it's that's that's surprisingly accurate in a lot of ways. I wonder if that panel's a lift. 
Uh, and I, I, I mean, I'm not saying it because it's accurate, but but the shading on it and stuff's really distinct. I remember, and it might have been in a wizard column on drawing, but there'd be like a face, and it would have maybe a dozen different lighting techniques on it. And I saw more than one artist talk about that kind of thing, you know, of like trying to study light, but you'd see this stuff where it's like a light source is underneath or over top or yeah. straight on or whatever. Uh, and it kind of reminds me of that type of thing. So here's the story for the issue uh, after 14 pages of fighting Shatterstar. <laughs> they're, they're, they're in the X-Mansion, you know, the, the New Mutants, Cable and the New Mutants inside the X-Mansion. This Shatterstar guy shows up and a bunch of like weird aliens are coming after him. In the ductwork is Feral, former Morlock, looking for Exile. And she's got Morlocks chasing her. So the mansion effectively compromised. Yes. Our guys need to get the fuck out of there and go find somewhere else to hang out. That's exactly right. The feral, the, the rain to feral transition, kind of bizarre because right. they had like, you know, Wolfsbane was, was part of New Mutants and, and was a werewolf, you know, like when Liefeld drew, I think he drew her at some point. Yeah. Kind of looked like feral, you know, real similar design. Yeah. And they got rid of her through Extinction Agenda, but but maybe he had some some love for the character. I think feral's way radder looking. The little Reed Richards thing happening. <laughs> and also like these Morlocks, they they have like a costume budget <laughs> they're sharing costumes <laughs> so there it is man we got the mojo world bad guys we got the morlocks uh boy that's that is uh pretty generic <laughs> goons on both sides of that spread that's got them right and they just show up man they're just there you know in, in inside these uh sub basements of the x mansion i do like these little panels like this I'm a fan of those. We'll see several of those throughout this issue going forward. I'm glad you pointed those out. I think they're pretty fun. Got our Shatterstar origin story here, man. Uh, Art Adams, the influence is not to be understated uh, in terms of line work and in time, in terms of spirit. Uh, Shatterstar, um, Rob Layfield is kind of marrying this new character design with Longshot. Yes. And... Th these couple of pages are, are illustrating that it's neat how much reverence everybody had because I come into reading after the long shot miniseries mm -hmm. and I end up picking it up eventually but it was like it was such reverence that guys would would talk about it because Jim Lee was eager to do like long shot in X-Men whenever yeah. he takes over X-Men or Chris Claremont moves on he brings in long shot and Liefeld same thing you know here here with Shatterstar yeah you would hear long shot and Adam's name mentioned a bunch uh when long shot shows up in the cartoon like like I like I was like such a long shot fan as a little kid. I would, when I was going to get back issues of of X Men uh, with whatever kind of money I could scrape together, you know I'm grabbing the ones with um, with uh, long shot on the cover, long shot and Dazzler on the cover, man. That that Silvestri yeah. were put together, and you know what, man? Like I held those comics in such reverence that they were the were the only comics I had in the back and board, <laughs> and. And some douchebag kid was over my house, man, saw that those were the only comics in the back and board and fucking stole them from me, man. Wow. Bummed me out so bad. Wow. Joke's on him now. <laughs> <laughs> they talk about Spiral in that flashback and don't really show her, and it's a shame because I think that's such a cool-looking character. He's he's pulling up the Kyle Baker. Listen, I'll, I'll, I'll draw one set of arms. One set of arms. <laughs> I was going to say, I think that's what makes her such a cool character, but is really hard to draw. Yeah, yeah. Where the heck do you put those blades, man? I love all these characters that have like four arms or six arms or three on one side, but terrible to draw. <laughs> How about this gimmick, man, with with like the first thing Feral does when she comes out of the the um out of the duct work? She tries to make a, some a snack. 
This she's, is she's raiding the cupboard. That's a now. street angel move, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we got Boom Boom, or maybe she's still called Boomer at uh at this point. Very distinct dialogue mm-hmm. is is uh there from the start. Su- that is such a move of like uh early nineties. I think of Ghost Rider yeah. would have that very and, and that was about the same time period. It's funny that that's uh what people are doing there's that old rule man the more lines you put on somebody's face the older they look and that is a modern day madonna right there as opposed to uh uh desperately sinking susan madonna. It, it, it doesn't hurt that she's wearing the uh the grandparents sunglasses that go over your prescription regular glasses terminator x yelling with his hands <laughs> <laughs> how about that tiny yeah. <laughs> I mean that's a parody. That's like if, if you're doing a Grant Morrison, Sergio Aragonese, that's Margin Doodles. Yeah, I mean maybe you should just go in and put boners there or something. Like really make it a, a humorous piece. And by the way, they have our exact lighting rigs that we have here in the kayfabe compound as we shoot videos. That's what you interrogate somebody with, man. <laughs> Oh, boy. These are like wave two of the X-Men figures. Like, I had each of these toys. I don't think they made a feral, but I have the Shatterstar. I have the Cannonball. like panels jumping into action, sword drawn. No sense of any, like, back... Like, it's all, you know, these simple lines. It's all about the character. It's all about having them do stuff. I'll tell you, man, I didn't care at all. Me neither. I, 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 I never noticed. I was that X interior, X-Mansion interior. I did not I, care. I didn't even notice it, man. These greens and stuff, you just would never really see that. There is a lot of green used. It's uh, it's not something I would make note of normally, but it does stand out. They did that a lot with these colors, though, because if you look, even there's a lot of the oranges and purples, too. Like, there's mm-hmm. a bunch of secondary colors that are being used here. Dude, I would I would get mad at stuff like this. What the fuck's that color is thinking, man? Domino's face is supposed to be... It's not even white. It's like 25% yellow. Like, it's uh, it has a little color to it, man. But it ain't Caucasian pretty badass dude like the dynamic duo kind of pose looking looking in opposite directions yeah and talk about defining that group dynamic of like you got the big guy you know we're we're path like i don't know 14 heads tall or something <laughs> rob is like a master of doing just that front on view with the hair like that like he's drawn that exact image like so many times yeah, probably, you know, you look. I, I look at this and I just see like, oh yeah, there's a lot of bad habits that we all picked up from this stuff. Mm-hmm. But it, it was really fresh whenever this came out. It was, out. yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I wasn't a part of any fandom, like, when this stuff came out. And I'm making my own choices. My dad says, yo, go grab a comic book. And I'm looking at all the comic books and I choose this for a reason, you know? <laughs> Go back one. <laughs> whenever you see, like, this panel... Is this Nisia? Is it dropping the ball? It's just a wide open mouth. He's supposed to be yelling something there, right? Yeah, but Rob ain't give him no real estate, man. <laughs> yeah, not much. <laughs> Two characters with open mouths. Here, nobody's talking, but... Uh... See, if I was the plotter, he'd be like, hamburger. Then he... Like, Rob plays with tools, man. So, like, thicker feral lines and, and stuff like this, man. Like, like bolder strokes but then he gets like a thinner micron a couple of pages later and and like really gets gets in there you hear a lot of uh cartoonists do that though right the focus is on the face like yeah when we talked to him i think he was saying how when he works with an inker like the inker has to know he's going to do some inking himself and usually it's on a face yeah this character is um from the mazzichelli issue of uh x for uh, x factor 
something to look at. One of his last Super Marvel DC jobs. Yeah. Lil Pharaoh's a badass, man. She looks cool, yeah. She rips that guy apart. When you see this, do you think that that might be some kind of, like, computer setup? Like, they can't be, right? Yeah, I don't think it is. It is, it, yeah. I mean, I, they're, they're still hand-drawing at this point. Yeah. All that lettering. Definitely the lettering. I'm talking about the color. that like You see how there's, like, orange inside of all oh, the... Yeah, whole... it's a good call. I, I don't know. That's, that's weird, because that is such a computer coloring move. Maybe it is early digital coloring. It's possible, you know? I mean... When does Olaf start coloring Akira digitally, you know? Like, it's a couple years before this. Yeah. The gang's all here, man. You know, we had the Schmaz with Pharaoh's people in one room. Had the Schmaz with Shatterstar's people in the other. Now we're marrying everybody up. And, uh... This was a polarizing moment for young Jim Rugg. <laughs> See, that goes to show our age gap and stuff. Because I wasn't even hip to... Well, here's the thing. Ronin was probably my number one favorite comic at this point in my life, like of all time. Yeah. And when I turned this page and saw this lift from Ronin, and I should have brought Ronin just to put the pages next to each other, I was like, what is going on here? Yeah. There, there are rules being broken. He's copying Ronin. Like, how is this okay? And, uh, you know, Lifeboat does this a lot, of course, and was criticized for, for this widely, especially from like the Comics Journal. But I saw recently where he was talking about the George Perez pages from X-Force number one, uh, you know, and, and, and really tribute to George Perez and stuff. And it's it's interesting to think about it that way. But also, like, I do this a ton in, in Hulk Grand Design. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, my feelings on it have changed, but certainly, yeah. And you know what? It, it is a little bit different, at least, than than I remembered it. But it's still, it just was so alarming to me to see this as like a two-page spread, like, you know, there's no secret here where this is coming from. Yeah. My perspective, when uh, when I was uh, checking this out ignorantly and, and knowing nothing about Ronin, yo, this is the most memorable sequence. This is the most memorable spread. It's so badass. There, he no-sells all of it, and there's never blood on him. So I like to imagine it. it's, like, just through the side of the arm. You know, right. like, it's not through his body. Because there's no consequence to it. He's got a little nose blood. But you don't see any trauma. Yeah, and I would always get mad too because I, I feel like I would read about Liefeld or read an interview or reviews or whatever. And the they, they didn't always call out like, hey, this is a badass spread. That'd be the end of it. And it'd be like, no, 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 no. Come on. This is a Frank Miller badass spread. And that was part of what would, uh, would irritate me too. But yeah, you're right about the blood part. It is confusing when you see this. And it's like, wait, how does this work? Why isn't he dead? This ink line, I was chasing, man. Me you know, too. with with this like thick bulge at the end, like that. I would draw those dots. Exactly. Yeah, me too, man. Like, like there's something real captivating. Like, you know, we use the word organic a lot. Like, you could tell that's like a very deliberate pen stroke. Um, that organic quality is what I think you lose whenever you go to a Danny Mickey or totally. or to any inker. Uh, Stephen Platt does it. You know, whenever he starts being inked, and you get other stuff. But you trade off that kind of organic, the drawing, the you know, human like, hand like, part. Like yeah. that's draw, that's Liefeld drawing in ink right there. Once you hand it to an inker, you might get more polish, but you lose a little bit of that. Like I want to see Liefeld drawing. It looks real fast. Mm -hmm. You know, like he's just making these marks quick. I like that lettering too. You know the. What's it say? Slatum? <laughs> I'm not sure what it says, but I like that it's like that triangle shape going back. Mushroom. 
thought it might say Shatterstar first, <laughs> which would have been an awesome one. Like, man, you start working the character's name into sound effects, I'm on board. And then you'll see like Blam, and that is the most hand-drawn, that looks like a Rapidograph hand-drawn Blam. It's such a weird combination of things. There would be these weird crops, like whenever we have our fight sequences. Man, where's a, where's a couple good ones? Let me see here real quick. Because it's just like you've never seen this done. Like a pair of boobs mm -hmm. and a bicep and then like the derriere lats region. Like these are weird crops that you just would never see. Jack Kirby never did this. By the way, this can either be your back and your like top of your, your buttocks or this can be the back of a leg and the top of the calf. You're right. Yeah, 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 both legs. Like, like uh, you know, see, that's the glutes. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Badass proportions. This is another thing that I was chasing at the time. Draw uh, uh, an upper chest that's a head and a half tall and 13 uh, head tall legs. That shit is sick. That's, yeah, I loved dude, it. That's Harutetsuo fucking uh, yes, it is. Fist of the North Star proportions. It's fashion drawing. And my high school art teacher would look at these crotch folds and it just shake her head like, what is, ha why? Why are you doing that? You know, this is the power pose though. This is the 90s version of the power pose where like you'll see a Jack Kirby drawing and it is like the crotch, man. Just middle and legs and directional devices focused on it. It's a slightly different direction, uh, a slightly different dynamic, but it's that same thing of like superhero comics are about the crotch. Yeah, man. He, uh, he starts to disabuse the semi more accurate crotch drapery for the straight up highlight lines pointing to the prow it's just an asterisk and yeah and uh he'll he'll, he'll solidify that in x-force yeah these kind of smoke things too i could never draw smoke because i'd copy those and yeah. it did not look right right it kind of doesn't look right there it is funny as they're like going over their plans to form x-force and go on the on the move and stuff they're explaining like how this group knows us and then this group and it's just the same like just keep keep going Bushmiller. right yeah yeah <laughs> give us three of these groups spell it out so we got to get the hell out of here are you with me let's do it an x-force question mark a little crude but it's got some possibilities <laughs> it's time we become a force for change in this world a force legal or not for what's right yeah, he talks about that fighting force and how it's what he's always envisioned. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, the coup de gras, the, the, the little end piece, the, the, the cappers are yeah. perfect. We got our little moment with the original exactly. uh, New Mutants here, reminiscing about all the New Mutants that have gone away, come and gone. And then a little friends with benefits here. And, and this is just bullshit, <laughs> right? Like, this is just total bullshit. Like, I don't even, like, what are we doing here? This is like, you're using the Ken Burns, you're using the Ken Burns filter <laughs> in iMovie, and you accidentally, like, have it on Yeah, there should be, shit. there should be, like, some, some message spelled out or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, it's a double-sized issue, Ed. Like, like, Alan Moore would have, like, you know, it would have been some clever thing, you know, um, Burma shave. Uh, maybe you have a Wolverine claw come through it or something. <laughs> Maybe we get even closer and there's like a super small little mutant. It's not even half a page. It's like two thirds of a page. It's more than half a page on that, on that sign zoom. This is where shit gets real. Yeah, man. Very confusing for me. 
Still confusing for me on the reread, by the way. But very excited to pick up X-Force number one to see where everything goes. Yeah. We got our guy, man. Hidden headquarters of the Mutant Liberation Front. I would always be impressed when dudes could draw metal like like uh, Colossus. And I would just look at that and try to figure out, like, how on earth does that look metallic? Like, look at their tools. Like, it's impossible. Right. This is not the best metal. Uh-uh. Very, very... <laughs> like, when you have that uh, organic line... Yeah, that hatching does not uh, does not say shiny metal to me. This is where we bust on Fleer for having Tom Glavin, Golden Glove, uh, pitcher for the Atlanta Braves, and his baseball card is him sliding into <laughs> second base. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> right? Yeah. He used to take us to school all the time, man. Great rivalry against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Where's Thumbelina? I guess maybe her first appearance is X-Force number one, man, calling out a new hotkey. My takeaway rereading this is how much this is the X-Force team. Right. You know, like, like I mean, it's the Sam and, and Boom Boom and Domino. Like, it's really them. Yeah, Siren comes later. Forgot about Siren. Yeah, man. And then here we go. And the, this Mutant Liberation Front gimmick is exactly X-Force. Like, they're talking about uh, striking back to G Genosha, and uh, it's a military strike team. Like, it's exactly what we just listened to Cable describe X-Force as going to be. And then... <gasps> there he is. World C shattered. C C Cable's playing two, two sides of the fence, man. Or is he? Because this guy has a little of a mullet. Oh, I didn't catch the mullet. Yeah, see, the mullet is strike. He no-sells it here. No mullet. But a little bit of a mullet there. Yeah, in between panels, he's like doing the head toss, the <laughs> slow motion, uh, shake it out. Cindy Crawford, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's how you end a series with uh, with a new one in the in the works. April, May, June, starting this June. So he did a double size gimmick, forty seven pages of comics for this, and then two months later, that's like a double size issue. That's unbelievable. In my in my memory, it's like months pass between these issues, and it's it's just two months on the cover cover date yeah wow they really pushed that stuff too man it was like the cover of uh previews like i i have that that diamond catalog with uh the um x-force being promoted uh it was everywhere yeah you know like like the levi's commercial comes out i think when like issue two or three is out or something man like like right around that time it all it all it all happened at the same moment. Yeah, it's incredible to look back on it because when it's unfolding in real time, it feels like this is this is my you know a year of school or it something like for, for this to happen. And then you look back and it's a couple of months and it's all of that stuff condensed into a couple of months. Yeah, that's a busy time, man, for these dudes who are getting royalty checks like they've never seen before and they're supposed to stay on deadline. One a lot of, of temptation, man. <laughs> one of the most unforgettable times as just a comic reader, probably a period of time that really solidified my interest in, in, in growing up to, to, to do this stuff, man. Like that third grade period of time is something that I'll, I'll just never forget because it's it's this stuff. It's it's that Art Adams Fantastic Four trilogy, uh, Jim, Jim Lee, like the Extinction Agenda stuff. Like all that shit is coming out at this moment in time where I actually have a couple of friends who are drawing comics with me and stuff. It'd be interesting to see that, like, that year, because Extinction Agenda starts six months before this issue. Like, right. that's not long at all, you yeah. know, and it runs three months, you know? Like, it's literally, like, three months, and then we get this, and three months, and now it's, like, we're on the cusp of X-Men 1. Uh, X-Force 2 is probably out at that point. Like, 
it's it's a wild time this is the height of that speculator like this is this is speculator bubble is full on at this point like we've entered the max of that and it's like a feeding frenzy you know like every week there's something exciting coming out in comics at this time yeah i'm taking a look to see if we got the checklist in here i don't think i saw it before but i'm trying to see if um if uh mcfarland spider-man is out uh, at this point, which I think it is. It is, because it came out the year before, so it probably right. would have been up and running at this point. And I think somebody even asks, you know, they mentioned McFarlane in these letters. They mentioned Deadpool in, I think, three out of four of these letters, and some in great depth, like they want more Deadpool yeah. already. It's coming up. Uh, kind of a good letters page for that reason. But yeah, McFarlane Spider-Man has to be up and running. Yeah, 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 sure. Because if it's like issue eight or something, when it carries into issue 15, 16 of Spider-Man... That's the thing, you know, like there was always something like every month there's a new McFarlane Spider-Man at this point. Eric Larson's, you know, turning into Eric Larson on Amazing Spider-Man. Like there was just, it was such a peak for these kind of comics, like the apex of a whole bunch of really artists that I loved and they were all producing stuff. Like you say, that Art Adams Fantastic Four run is amazing in this time frame. On the weekends, going to Golden Gate Mall uh, in, in, uh, in Baltimore, uh, Every weekend there would be when when I first moved I was just in Baltimore for one year and when when uh, we first moved there uh, the weekend stuff at the mall would be in the main uh, like hallways or whatever um, card shows trading cards slowly started to incorporate like weird tops toxic high school dinosaurs attacks kind of cards by the end of you know, my dad's like like work stuff he had to do out there that, that brought us out there. There were comic book uh, dealers out there. It was transitioning away for, from uh, the trading card stuff. And comic books were being incorporated into that into that bubble. And people were buying and selling that shit like freaking cryptocurrency. <laughs> or Beanie Babies. Goddamn right. The jury's not out on if uh, crypto is Beanie Babies, by the way. Man. <laughs> Stay tuned. That's pretty awesome to see the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, considering uh, you know the, the the love of them. Because man, that's the same kind of time period where like that was the that was the apex of creator ownership right there at this time for me. Uh, and and I mean this exact game, like I had it out there in Baltimore too. You know, I got that shit for my birthday. What a year! Yeah, I'll say. Wow. K Fabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell, we'll notify you when new vids are available. What's out there, Jimmy? Join me on patreon.com slash jimrug, but more importantly, go to your local comic shop and tell them to order Hulk Grand Design. My goal for this, my marching orders for all of the cartoonist kayfabe faithful out there is I want Hulk Grand Design to be the most pre-ordered and the most asked for book at those local comic shops. So get it in front of your local comic shop owner and tell them you want it. Tell them to pre-order a lot of them coming in March and April 2022. Hulk Grand Design. Red Room, the Anti-Social Network in stores today. Get your hands on that comic ASAP. Thank you so much for uh, supporting the comic, uh, get it, getting it on your Santa wish list, because I saw a lot of uh, Christmas presents, man, where people were cracking open their uh, <laughs> their gifts. Uh, and then sneaking off to their bedroom to read it without mom and dad seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was incredible. Uh, trigger warnings. The next season of Red Room Comics is going to be coming out beginning in February. Every issue completely self-contained, going to be coming out on a monthly basis. If you want to read those comics ahead of time, hit up my Patreon. Get get those comics put on your pull list. Tell your shop that you want them. Jimmy and I have link trees in the description below this video where you can get to all of our stuff. What else, Jim? 
Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also pick up Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. Given those marching orders, we're going to be on our way. Read more comics.